Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ooh, feels good to be back. I mean, what a race we just saw at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Everybody, welcome. This is the post-race uh, version of the Drivers Meeting Podcast. It's been a while since we've done a little episodes. Everybody's on some busy schedules, and we're getting the year started. So I'm RJ Starsvik, and I'm back here with the Drivers Meeting Podcast. We're going to be recapping the race we just saw at Las Vegas. I mean, we've had three great weeks of racing, in my opinion, with this Gen 7 car and also Xfinity and trucks to go along with it. NASCAR is in a great spot, I would say. Another great race at Las Vegas today. Alex Bowman's the winner. Let's get right into it. Gotta give a quick shout out to our main sponsor, Bet Online. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to get started. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Well, how about it, baby? The NASCAR Cup Series is back in action. This weekend in Las Vegas, we had practice qualifying yesterday on Saturday. The race today on Sunday. Alex Bowman, as I said at the beginning of the show, is the victor. He is the winner and necessarily wasn't the most dominating performance by Alex Bowman. But if we go back to his recent wins, I mean, that's that's really what happens. I mean, he show, he, he has a great car, all race by any means. It's not like he's getting super lucky and just steals it, um, which he did. He did steal the win today, but Alex Bowman was the winner in stage one. Um had some issues at the beginning of the race. I believe it was equipment interference on pit road from what I can remember. The race just finished up moments ago. It's so trying to recap all the events. Um, had some issues they dealt with. Worked their way back up through the field. Get to the end of the race. Two-tire call. Gets them to the win. Um, and himself, Kyle Larson, and William Byron were the ones that call, uh, called for two tires at the end of that race. So basically the scenario towards the end was Kyle Busch. Was uh, had finally taken the lead back from Ross Chastain, who had led a very vast majority of the last part of that race. Kyle Busch takes it from Ross Chastain. And then Martin Truex Jr. also takes second place from Ross Chastain and then begins to catch Kyle Busch a little bit. He has a, a stronger long-run car, as we could see, um, you know, and, and it was a really good battle. Um, from what I could see, you know, it was not like before where air is still a big factor, you know, when you watch those onboard cameras. But obviously with these smaller spoilers, more horsepower than before with the 550 package, uh, it creates the ability to make more moves uh, in the corner. So Martin Truex Jr. was closed in and Kyle Busch kind of fell back a little bit between 5 and 10 to go. But then sort of towards the end of the run, we get down to four, three laps to go. Martin Truex Jr. all of a sudden closes the gap. Uh, it was a two-car battle for the last 20 laps of the race. Very exciting. But then all of a sudden... Bam! 
Eric Jones slams the wall. Looked like he was going to be able to drive off. Ended up spinning the car out. Bubba Wallace spun out as Eric Jones spun out, trying to avoid him. Hit the tire barriers, had to repair that car. Uh, and it looks like, I believe, Bubba Wallace came home 25th. So not sure where he was running before that. And then Eric Jones was able to manage, where did he finish here in the results? 31st. So very unfortunate for Eric Jones, who was having a really good day. But let's get back to the finish of this race and how this transpired. Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Ross Chastain were the top three cars at the time. Alex Bowman was fourth, uh, working on Ross Chastain for third, so he was there. Alex Bowman was up there in the top five, but what got him to the lead, what got him on the front row for the restart, was the two-tire call on pit road. Kyle Busch, Ross Chastain, Martin Truex Jr. took four, and they weren't able to get through traffic because it was only an overtime restart. Two laps to go, and Larson and Bowman did not clear each other. They were kind of a roadblock. Um, and William Byron, who also took two tires, was kind of pinning Kyle Busch and Ross Chastain on that inside. Martin Truex Jr. couldn't do anything from the third row. And so it came down to Kyle Larson versus Alex Bowman side-by-side side in a dead heat for the last two laps. And it ended up going to Alex Bowman, who had the inside lane uh, and was able to make it happen because uh, Kyle Larson had chose the outside on the restart. So Alex Bowman gets the win. He is the third winner of the season and the third race almost kind of continuing a theme from last year we've had a lot of different winners and we know this season we're gonna have a lot of different guys running up front hence ross chastain led a vast majority of today's race and was very fast came home third after starting 18th and you look you run down this order and this is what i'm very excited about with this new car and what i'm excited about with the package that we've implemented is there's room for change throughout this race uh you will see guys who are very good at the beginning of the race fall off towards the end You'll see guys who are pretty bad at the beginning of the race and all of a sudden find themselves up, up by the front at the very uh, end. So you look throughout this order right here. Alex Bowman wins the race. He started 13th. Uh, Larson always is going to find himself up there. He started second. He finished second. Ross Chastain led majority of the race. He, he started 18th. Kyle Busch, who was running a backup car, um, a parts car, basically, that they just assembled about 24 hours ago um, to this race, Started 37th, he started at the rear. William Byron finished 5th, he started 14th. And Eric Amarola continues his streak of top 10s. He's been able to just squeak in top 10 finishes after not really showing that much speed all weekend. He started 20th. So you run down the order, you can see um, a lot of it. But having practice of qualifying back, having the differing strategies in qualifying, whether you really want to go for the pole or whether you feel like you have a long-run car and can uh, have an advantage in the race, I think is just a great strategy we've seen in the last two races with fontana and now las vegas and we'll see how it works going to a shorter track like phoenix but um i knew today's race was going to be like that after seeing what we saw at auto club guys are still on the edge i mean las vegas is a great track and i know it's been kind of deprofiled with the uh recent packs that we have i mean every mile and a half has but las vegas is a great track it's i think the closest comparison to kansas i would say now that chicago lands off the track i mean progressive banking you run the inside outside middle uh, high middle, low middle, you know what I'm saying? You can run wherever you want on this racetrack. The track's very bumpy. It's starting to get older, um, starting to wear down a little bit. So seeing the guys be able to move around the racetrack, I think, was really great to see, you know, top to bottom, like I said. And it was overall a great race. Um, you know, I think all races this weekend had their their ups and downs. Um, you know, the, the truck race was a mess at times. I didn't really get to watch that entire race, nor did I the Xfinity Series race, I kind of missed a little bit of both races, so I don't want to like overanalyze it since I didn't get to see it, but uh, did watch the whole cup race, the entire uh, from green flag to checkered flag, 
and I'd say it was another great race. You know, we started out this year with Daytona, very solid race, I believe, and we didn't have that much expectations. I mean, you go back and listen to previous podcast episodes, and I'm sure we talked a lot of a lot of negatives about this race car about the racing about what was going to happen this season and when they had the test in charlotte they did the announcement finally that uh we're going to be getting more horsepower on these mile and a half these bigger tracks um and a smaller spoiler and that you know was a sign of light for you know this this we could have something this year and i think part of it as well these first few races everybody's learning right everybody's coming on sort of not a totally even playing field but someone like definitely vastly more uh, than the previous year, and so everyone's kind of got the same game plan, you know, everybody's learning, everybody's trying to see what these cars do, and I do think, you know, we are starting to see the new era um, upon us, obviously, with the next-gen car, um, but the drivers as well. Now, we do have some of the same faces uh, that are winning races, you know, um, Kyle Larson is going to be up there battling for wins, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, Chase Elliott, you know, you name it, um, but we've seen bright spots of the young stars that we've expected, you know, to be good. We've seen Christopher Bell, you know, won a pole at Las Vegas. We've seen Tyler Reddick dominate at Auto Club until an issue out of his control um, really eliminated him from contention of winning that race. Chase Briscoe has had uh, a handful of good runs. Cole Custer um, had a good run at Auto Club. Obviously, you know, won the Xfinity race that weekend. I'm sure that helped. But all these young guns, and then Austin Cindric. One of the Daytona 500. That was definitely something that I was excited about. And that's something I kind of predicted. I mean, I expected that these young guys would come along at some point And this new car would really help because everybody's learning the same thing. Um, you know, compared to a veteran who may have... A guy had been in the Gen 6 car for seven years. You're coming in, you, you know, your first year learning a totally new package, blah, blah, blah. Now we've gone with the smaller spoiler. A little bit higher horsepower. You can kind of relate it maybe towards the... Uh, Xfinity Series cars, and you see those drivers starting to come to life. You know, Austin Cindric winning the Daytona 500, amazing moment for him. I have high expectations for him this year. Um, you know, I said at the beginning of the year, I think he's going to win a race. I think he gets a win this year. I didn't expect it to be the Daytona 500. I expected it to be possibly a road course on the schedule, but I did expect him to win this year just because I think he's that guy. Um, I think Austin Cindric is that guy, and a lot of people question. Um, you know, the, the, validity, the validity of him being in that car, um, you know, da, daddy's money, you know, his dad's Tim Sindrick, blah, blah, blah. Like, the dude is an Xfinity Series champion. He was inches away from becoming a back-to-back Xfinity Series champion. He started, you know, um, just running on a part-time basis, you know, in the 60 car, and the 22 car. And we saw his struggles. We saw his struggles in the 19 BKR truck. We saw his struggles in those cars and whatever cars he was put in. He struggled at times, um, and he really did. But what's really impressed me about Austin Cindric, and I'm sure I've said this time and time again, is that the progression of a driver. And that's what the Xfinity Series has been for, right? The developmental series is to progress yourself as a driver. We're not you know, basing your fulfilled, you know, your career long, longevity driving ability over what you're doing in your first few years in the Xfinity Series, I think that's unfair. I mean, it's easy to go to that and say, oh, well, this guy sucks. But, you know, Sindrick has progressed himself to the point where he became a guy that was wrecking a lot of cars, uh, making some mistakes, and then he was able to get to a phase where he was keeping cars clean, but the results weren't there. 
Um, and then he was able to get some wins, a few wins at road courses. Then he was able to hit the ovals. Then all of a sudden he's a champion and almost back-to-back champion. Dominated last year as well. You know, won the season opener at Daytona. He won about every type of track you could think of. Austin Sindrick has. So um, definitely deserves that number two car um, over really any of the other candidates that you could have selected. I think that's definitely going to go to Austin Sindrick, and that's going to go a long way. And that team, Penske team, the way it is now, uh, that's the future. You know, Joey Logano is considered the veteran, but he's still going to be there for a very long time. Um, I'm sure he's not stopping anytime soon. And and then you got Harrison Burton in the fold. You know, how long is he going to be in the number 21 car? Is that somebody that would ever move over to Penske if they do? If someone, something happens there, I don't see anything happen to any of the drivers there. But uh, we'll see what happens with HB, who is off to a pretty rough start, I'd say, to start this year. He rushed, wrecked at Daytona, wrecked at Auto Club, and wrecked at uh, Vegas, where I think really all were out of his control, I would say, uh, from what I can remember. But um, an interesting dynamic for that team, for sure. But, you know, back to the original point of what we've been seeing these first three races, you know, Daytona's Daytona. You're going to see different guys up front. We saw a lot of craziness. But, you know, we really... Auto Club in Las Vegas, these two races were going to be the real test. We're going to two tracks where the last two, three years um, have just been lackluster because of the package we were running. People didn't like it. Um, The racing wasn't as good. They say the drivers weren't driving the cars as hard, and those are proven facts. And so this car that's supposed to be harder to drive, that has higher horsepower than before, uh, these two races at Auto Club in, in Las Vegas were going to be the true tests. And I think it passed. I think it was successful. I think it was better than anybody could have imagined, to be honest. I mean, people were, you know, obviously... I think there was definitely a motivating factor for people to just love Auto Club just because everyone was so curious what the new car would do. Yeah, we have higher horsepower. That raised everyone's you know hype up a little bit for sure. But not a lot of people were sugarcoating it, man. That was a very good race at Auto Club. And, and Auto Club with the right package could put on a great race. The normal package, I could say. I mean, the Xfinity Series had a great race there that weekend. Uh, last weekend, the Cup Series did as well. And... This was a true testament to, all right, here's the bread and butter to the NASCAR Cup Series, right? These long speedways, these mile and a halfs, you know, Las Vegas, um, that's bread and butter uh, for the NASCAR, you know, schedule. Um, So we wanted those races to be good again, and I think we've got it. These last two races, now we head to a track, Phoenix, where I personally, I don't think's put on a good race in a a while. Um, You know, it's a track that just... I mean, it's all right. They added PJ1, and that just, I felt like, made things worse because I hate PJ1. <laughs> That's just me. But, um, you know, I think they got the resin in now. But it's just, it's overall just not really that great of a racing track, in my opinion, Phoenix. So I don't think we're going to see, like, an amazing race next weekend, but I think that's just Phoenix. Um, but, hey, that's our championship race, so, you know, wonderful. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think it'll be an all right race, but we'll see. Um, I definitely, I'm not going to go in with super high expectations to Phoenix, but Hey, I don't think we have these last, you know, few weeks either. We've just been like, what the heck, you know, what's going to happen here, uh, with these race cars, how are they going to race? And I think just a massive success. That's, that's how I would, um, picture the last three weeks. I think the stands, I mean, let's talk about the people in attendance here. I mean, auto club look packed. 
Auto Club look packed, and we know how cool the infield is there at Fontana. We know the stars are out. We know the infield experience is great there at Fontana, they've said. But the stands look packed, and they looked great um, today at Las Vegas as well. So, you know, the last two weeks, we know the Daytona 500 is always going to sell out. We know that the camping is great, and obviously me being there in person, I mean, that was incredible uh, being there at Daytona. Uh, for Daytona 500 day, just being on pit road, looking at everybody in the stands, and uh, I'll kind of recap my trip to Daytona and, and later in the show. But you know, back to back to the audience standpoint. I mean, it's 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 been great, I think, and, and hopefully this keeps up. You know, hopefully we go to Phoenix next weekend, the site of the championship race. You know, having two races there at the championship track still is a little weird, especially this early in the year, but. Um, I'm sure that's, you know, what they're going to keep doing. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully the crowd comes out for Phoenix, man. And then we got Coda coming up as well. Coda, which I think a lot of people hated on unnecessarily just because it rained, you know, that, which I think that was an officiating deal. Um, you know, there's no one to blame except for the officiating and rain. There's really only two things to blame for the lackluster event that was Coda, other than that, I think it's a great road course. I think the Xfinity Series put on a good race. They were in dry conditions. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, those are the first chunk of races on the schedule. And then, and then we get to Bristol Dirt on Easter. That's that's going to be something else with this new car. Uh, we throw everything out the window for that race. That's going to be that's going to be wild. But we have seen a lot of a lot of torn up race cars, a lot of spins, um, but they're all self inflicted. You know, we've seen rarely any crashes that have just been somebody blatantly wiping someone out, you know, um, at Auto Club in Vegas, at least. You know, it's been a lot of just cars bottoming out, cars getting loose, hitting the bumps. We've seen a lot of bumps. You know, we, we've gone we've gone to two tracks that are very bumpy, very abrasive, um, you know, services that have been there for a while. And these cars have been kind of they've taken the bumps on and off, you know, positive and negatively. Some cars are hitting the bumps and wrecking and. But, you know, we've definitely seen a lot more saves um, at Vegas. Um, even though we did st still have a lot of spins, we saw a lot of close calls um, today at Vegas compared to Auto Club where it seemed like if they just got sideways, it was over. You know, much bigger track um, than Vegas. Obviously very different. But today at Vegas, I mean, we had a lot of close calls. A lot of cars getting loose and catching them, and, and it was crazy to see. But it's great to see, right? Like, we haven't seen this type of racing in the cup series is so long and the fact that we were able to see it now and it seems like not the old NASCAR is back because we don't want to say that we just a new and better era you know and and the fact that i can now scroll through twitter during a nascar cup series mile and a half race and not just see all negatives because there's still some negatives there's a few um a lot of people hate nascar on fox coverage which i think we've been over uh, on this show before but uh, a lot of positives. Everyone just loving the racing and, you know, everything that's going on. Hey, the crowd's packed, you know. Um, it's been really cool to see. So the fact that I feel like we are in a good state of the sport. Um, and and this is all around. Like, the Xfinity Series, I said, I think the best it's ever been, competitive-wise. Um, we go to the Truck Series, which is still going to be a mess. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people still learning in there. A lot of young guys. A lot of people that you know. I saw a post on Twitter. A lot of people that are like skipping the Arca series and just learning all of a sudden trucks. Um, you know, it's it's definitely crazy. Definitely a lot of torn up trucks in the past few races, but that happens. 
um, in the truck series, but you know, there's a lot of people in that series that I think are running for points too. When you look at this, you know, race by race, I think they're going to be good races in the Xfinity series and cup series. But, you know, I look at the full season for the Xfinity series and the truck series. And I see just a huge group of drivers that are running full time. Some guys that could play spoiler in the playoffs. I mean, if we look at the Xfinity series playoffs, JJ Yaley's number six after three races, JJ Yaley's number 66. And he's running the full schedule this year. That is the plan. JJ Yaley will run full time for NBA motorsports in the 66. He is 14 back in the playoffs right now after three races, you know, three, you could say that's a lot or a little, you know, for a small team like that. But you know, I think this is great for MBM um, because they, you know, used to run three or four Xfinity teams week by week and not be so competitive. We know JJ Yaley is an absolute wheelman behind the wheel. Um, they had a fast car at Daytona, solid car at Auto Club, and, and solid car at Vegas as well. Um, and you know, for Carl Long, after having two cars that didn't qualify for the Daytona 500, they were obviously devastated. This is something that they can kind of look towards, you know, look back on and say, hey. The Xfinity program is doing very well in a series that is more competitive than ever. And when we have Tommy Joe back on the show, you know, we're going to talk a ton about it. More competitive than ever. And it's just going to be really, really fun. And if you don't watch the Xfinity series week in, week out, and I feel like that everyone that is actually listening to this podcast or still listening to it after all these episodes and after this little break we've taken, you probably watch the Xfinity series because we talk so much about it. And I hope, even if you didn't before, we can lure you into watching it uh, because it's just a great series. And now I'm not watching it because I know most everybody, I'm sure, watching this episode watch it. But pay attention to it. You know what I'm saying? There's so much more to just, you know, a Fox broadcast and having Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano in the booth, which, you know, they do a good job. But um, there's so much more than that. There's so so much of a dynamic in the Xfinity series, and I think it's one of the best in motorsports, um, you know, looking at this series from the inside and out. And it really used to be, you know, the Xfinity series was the pinnacle of the weekend. That's what that's the point that we got to last year. You know, with this Gen 6 car in the Cup Series, we go to a mile and a half, and the Xfinity series would be a pinnacle of the weekend. We'd have the Xfinity series race and say, wow, well, how are the Cup Series going to beat that race? And now, whether it's just the newness of this car, we've had some great races, everyone's excited. I'm excited about every race. I mean, I'm always excited about every race, but I'm actually, you know, very excited about the cup race. You know, I'm not finishing the Xfinity race. Well, it's a great race. Well, like, all right, how's the cup going to follow this up? You know, I'm looking forward to the cup race after that. And so that's what I think makes this year so great is that, you know, we have the Xfinity series. We have the truck series, which if you want chaos, go watch that. You know, and sometimes they can have some pretty good racing as well. I mean, hey, we had a great finish uh, in Vegas. Just sucks we have a lot of torn up trucks. But... You know, we have the Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, the Cup Series. And, hey, hey, speaking on a personal note for me, I'm covering the ARCA Series this year for tobychristie.com. So we got ARCA as well. So, you know, we got to make the best out of ARCA. Um, and I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, you know, it's great. Overall, great race at Las Vegas today. You know, this is really just the recap show. Uh, we'll have an episode, a full episode this week, hopefully guest on, hopefully Tommy Joe uh, is able to make it as well. Um, but overall, you know, uh, it's been a crazy three weeks of racing. It's, it's it's gone by pretty fast, but a lot has happened. It's been very eventful. Uh, for me, first off, I'm sure I'll go into detail um, in the next show that we put out, but Daytona, I mean, absolute blessing 
for me to go to Daytona. For those of you that followed along on the NASCAR report, Instagram, or my Twitter, RJ Starcevic, I mean, it was incredible. Um, Tuesday to Sunday, man, covering the new Smyrna race on Tuesday to just really being at the Daytona 500 um, on Sunday. Um, an incredible week, tiring week, but uh, totally worth it. Totally blessed to be able to do that. I have a tw- like a 25-minute vlog that I did that I'm going to be putting on YouTube soon. So if you guys want to see it, I kind of tried to document my week in a vlog style. You know, I've never really done that, so it's 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 odd. But <laughs> I'm going to put it on YouTube sometime for for those of you that want to watch it and just kind of see my my journey. It was it was pretty cool. So uh, the ins and outs of my life. Uh, obviously, there's a lot more to it including this podcast, include this show. Thank you guys all so much for listening to the post-race show um, at Las Vegas. And hopefully we'll get another episode, more informational episode out for you all this week with a guest. Hopefully Tommy Joe's back as well. So hope you all enjoyed, most importantly, the weekend in Las Vegas. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks to Bet Online, Thanks to the Believe Podcasting Network. And we will see you all next time we put out a show. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.